0: Yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Eric, your ranting co-host here. I want to welcome you back to another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. Uh, I missed last week. I've still got a lot of stuff going on. You know, people that know me know what's going on, but uh, just had a lot to deal with. But I'm back. I'm hosting this episode. And today we're going to be talking about the NFL free agents. Uh, The free agency period is about to start. Uh, Normally what we do is we kind of try to go through all of them and pick where we think we're gonna where they're gonna go but we're gonna do it a little bit differently this time uh we've picked a few topics and we've all uh picked our answers and we'll you know talk amongst each other so gonna be a little bit different this year but i think you guys will like it uh let me introduce you
1: to the rest of the crew what's up guys zach here uh i am not a free agent for fellow podcasts so you know don't don't be talking to my agent about signing me because I'm stuck (laughs) for another another three seasons deal inked out last year (laughs) that was a good one
2: (laughs) and what's going on guys it's Connor the co-host with the most and while I'm not officially a player I am the agent for Giannis Antetokounmpo and he's not an NBA free agent so don't call me about him either (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so as you can see a lot of the clutch crew sports and clutch crew sports peers are uh off the market right now we're not available so uh <laughs> sorry I'm, sorry I'm to in, any podcast uh,
2: out there who wants yeah, us
0: and i'm engaged so ladies don't be calling i'm not available so <laughs>
2: i'm not That's a free some... agent in the dating market
0: so <laughs> awesome guys well we'll get this started here we're going around the shield as i you know mentioned in the intro we're going to be talking about free agents so uh, we came up with some questions what's what you'll see in the background here is connor's got uh pictures of some of the nfl free agents who are available and then you can see our pictures on the top and then the logos of the teams of where we think those players will go uh as i also mentioned in intro i've had a lot of stuff going on so i have not completely filled out mine yet so as connor's scrolling through these you're gonna see some of mine are blank but i
1: will have them in yeah what's up i was gonna say also too we're gonna um if you're not watching on youtube check out clutch crew sport on twitter we'll have the uh we'll have the pictures up there to show our it's basically like a layout of player and team projected to so we'll put those on twitter as well yeah for sure you'll be able to see everything And, and i was gonna say too like i
0: will have my picks in before the deadline so don't worry i'm not gonna like see where the players go and then fill it in and be like oh yeah I thought, I thought they were going to go there the whole time you know so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm such that, a genius guys I got yeah, like all, I got like all my picks right <laughs> I, I'm a psychic or something I literally picked where every single player was going to go I'm just that good <laughs> <laughs> no I, I will I will have my picks on time Zach and Connor are going to make sure of it I'm sure they, they, they'll they be watching at the deadline if I still don't have a pick in or something like there we, we get kind of competitive with our picks like we don't air like all of our stuff but I know like the guys will tell you like whether we're picking where we think teams will finish in the division or who the you know award winners are going to be or the
2: nfl mock drafts like we get pretty competitive with this stuff heck yeah yeah boy (laughs) Uh, yeah i was i was very happy to actually come out on top of eric unfortunately for the second year in a row took the well actually no last year zach and eric kind of tied for most categories uh one for what we picked but uh eric won it again this year but thankfully unlike last year i got to win some of those categories so you know get it looking up looking up yeah there, there you go man you know whatever helps you feel better i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all
0: so we'll stop uh joking around here so i've come up with five topics there's four serious ones and then kind of a more silly one at the end um but so the first topic we're going to discuss out of the nfl free agents the first topic is going to be who do you think will be the biggest overpay in free agency? And so basically, you know, for the viewers, what I mean by that is, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of guys making some big bucks, but who's going to get overpaid in the sense of they get paid more than what they'll actually produce. So Zach, I'll start with you on this one.
1: Yeah. Free agency is a classic. There's going to be a lot of overpays and it's also... Fitting, I think. I've heard experts talk about this. Like, these players are free agents a lot of times because there's something that their own team that sees in them that that isn't good. You know, a non a trait that they don't want to keep. So they're free agents for a reason. um However, the guy I think will be most overpaid this go round is going to be Marcus Williams. He's been tagged by the Saints before. I think he's going to actually exceed the tag money um, and get a massive deal. I've got, I've, I'm projecting him. Let me just take a look real quick. Just that's
2: got to that, crunch his accounting numbers here. Yeah. 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 My, uh,
1: my calculations say the Lions, which goes right. And this is the thing, too. Certain teams are going to overpay. Usually the bottom teams do this. The Lions are, are a bottom team. So I think they're going to overpay for Marcus Williams um, because they have the cap space to do it. They have a big need there. So I think ultimately he's just not going to have a good season with Detroit and it's going to be a a big-time contract. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I can see that too because
0: on our slides I also have him going to the Lions. And and Zach's exactly right because the problem is when you're a team like the Lions or like Zach and I as Jack fans see this a lot, with the Jaguars you know when you're a lower team like players don't want to go play for you so the way you get them is you pay them more money than everybody else so I I could definitely see that here but Connor who do you have as biggest overpay
2: um well I guess I'll touch slightly on the uh Marcus Williams thing I think it'll be interesting to see because obviously you know we have different predictions for where they're gonna go well y'all have them going to the Lions I have them going to the Eagles so I mean like I feel like that could be a more attractive option for him than say, I mean, obviously a lot of things are more attractive than the lions, but you know, the Eagles at least performed decently well last season. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets overpaid or not, because I know the, you know, the secondary for the Eagles is lacking, but they at least have more expectations. Um, But for me, I'm going to go with, Another guy, Marcus Robinson played, or Marcus Williams played on the tag last year. This is another guy who played on the tag last year. It's going to be Allen Robinson. Um, you know, he's clearly going to be moving on from the Bears. He had a really off season this year. I think he only had like 500 yards receiving, or something, something really off what he's supposed to. I know the guys and I felt it in our uh, clutch crew sports uh, in a league, a fantasy football league where we, that we did with a bunch of other podcasts. Cause we had him as our number two receiver and he unfortunately ended up getting dropped before the end of the season. So, but to me, the thing is I do think he still has enough talent to be a really good receiver. I just think that I'm in my predictions, I have him going to the Colts and I just think the Colts right now, they're really desperate for receivers because, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's getting up there in age. Zach Pascal is not really going to be someone that's going to light the world on fire and be a number one receiver. They're really starving for a number one receiver, kind of like how the Giants were when they went after Kenny Galladay last year. And especially they want a talented guy to get behind whatever quarterback they're going to have now that they've traded Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. Um you know, whether it be a free agent like Jameis Winston or, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or if they draft someone. So I think they're going to really overpay overpay for Alan Robinson. He'll still be good, but he's definitely not going to be worth whatever money they're giving him, whether it be like, you know, it's probably going to be somewhere in the 15 to 16 million range mark for a number one receiver. And I just don't think he's going to be worth that. Yeah, well, if he does go to the Colts, as much as
0: I like him, I, that's what I'm going to be hoping happens. So I'm sure Zach agrees with me on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going like with Zach here. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going O line. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Brandon Scherf though. Like I, I just from like the research I've seen on him, like he seems to value money over winning per se. Like he. Like he's not gonna be that guy like, Oh, I'll take less pay to go to a contender. Like he's he seems like he's gonna want to go to the team that's gonna pay him the most money. And so I have him on our uh slides going to the Texans. And even if he doesn't go to the Texans, like I could see him going to a you know, more lower tier team that's willing to dish out the big bucks. And I he's had it he's had injuries kind of injury prone, and I just I just feel like he's not going to live up to the billing. So I wanted to do that topic first, just because, you know, that's always the big thing in free
2: agency is (laughs) always overpay. Yeah, go ahead. So I have a question for you. So I know, you know, there's different salaries that go for different uh, positions and other positions are more valuable than others. So, you know, it might be a little difficult to put you on the spot here, but what do you think would be in the overpay range for like an offensive guard? Cause that's generally not, you know, it's not like a tackle. It's going to make like really big bucks most of the time. So what do you think would be like overpay range for a guard?
0: Um, Overpay range for a guard. Um, You know, I'm, my office is in a hotel right now, so I'm not exactly able to like, <laughs> crunch all the numbers like what Zach has over there. But um, I would say you know unless it's like an elite guard i I would say probably you know definitely definitely in the double digits of you know in the millions, like probably like like twelve to fifteen million or something like i if some if some team's paying that for a guard like i that's definitely an overpay in my stretch like do you do you feel like even less than that is an overpay, or what do you think since you I mean, asked about your opinion on it
2: I'd probably say like somewhere i mean i think you had it kind of right there with double digits like i think anything in double digits if you're not someone like quentin nelson or you know in that range then um like guards just don't not to say that they're not important but they're just not really you know that valuable as valuable as say like attack or something and they're not as in high demand like i feel like there's a lot of guards that you can get for you know less money that you know are really good but Again, they're not valued as much. So if you're starting to hit double digits and you're not someone like Quentin Nelson or, you know, someone like Joel Batonio or someone like that, then you're overpaying for your guard. Yeah, I I agree. And
0: because even even centers are like more important because usually they're like, I mean, obviously they have to snap the ball and make sure the quarterback gets the ball. And then also like they tend to be the ones to like diagnose like potential blitzes coming. And so they have more. You know, work to do. Like it's. I guess they're almost more like running backs in the sense of like in the draft. You know, like there's always a ton of running backs available in the draft, and so teams don't usually spend like high draft picks on them anymore like they used to. Like they're kind of like a dime a dozen out of the skill positions, and with that's kind of like the guards of the offensive line. So, um, like I, I can see that. So, all right, but yeah. So we will move on from who we think could be the biggest overpay. We're going to go the opposite right here and go with somebody who may not get that big of a deal or somebody who's going to be underrated. That'll kind of slip under the radar. Um, Zach, I haven't heard from you in a minute. So uh, who do you have, who do you think is going to be the most underrated that teams of other teams
1: will be like, dang it, we should assign this guy. Yeah, I'm going to go with a wide receiver here. I think the wide receiver class is very mid-tier. I There's no, like, Devontae Adams, obviously. Nobody like that. But it's a lot of middle-class guys. And out of those middle-class guys, Christian Kirk, to me, is a really young, explosive wide receiver for the Cardinals. I think he's gotten better um, since he's been a rookie. He's one of those guys that seems to, like, last season was, like, his coming-out I think. Um, I'm really impressed with him. I hope the Jaguars sign him actually. Uh, so I think he's going to be a steal for whatever team gets him because I think a team's going to be able to sign him for you know a fair contract. I, I think he's going to overachieve what his end up what his eventual contract will be. But you know he's still going to get some money. He's not going to you know sign for pennies. But um, I think whatever team gets him is going to be real happy they got him instead of some other wide receivers around his of uh, value what about yeah. uh Eric? Do, you, do you like christian kirk too would you yeah i him?
0: i i do um i think he would be a great signing for the jaguars if he were to go there um i don't think he i don't have him going there on like on the slides but but if it were to like be announced that he were going there like i'd be ecstatic about it and and just to even add to that too like i've seen people on twitter like i follow a lot of jaguars fans on twitter obviously as a jags fan and like I've seen a lot of people that were like, "Which receiver do you want in free agency?" And they had like, a, like a Rob and Kirk and a couple other choices. And like nobody picked Kirk. Like, like, and people even in the comments were like, "Oh, if we get Kirk, I'm gonna be mad." And I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "This guy's young. He's got size. He's tall. Like, you can't yeah, and get well, the ball. Like, I why well, like, <laughs> we have like no wide receivers. Like, why wouldn't you want this guy on your team,
2: Connor? Do you. I was going to say, I think an important thing for him, too, why he could be underrated as well, is because, you know, a lot of these receivers, they like to think of themselves as number one receivers, even if on their current team, they were a number two receiver. They're like, oh, well, I was being held down by that guy, or, you know, the quarterback had a better relationship with that guy. So I was always a number two, but I have the talent to be a number one. I think Christian Kirk knows that he's not quite a number one receiver and it's why teams are going to be able to get steals for him because he's going to, they're going to be able to get him for wide receiver two money. And then who knows one day as he develops even more, he could turn into a wide receiver one, but you know, he's not going to have to get paid the money that say again, like Alan Robinson or, you know, even someone like Juju Smith Schuster is going to want to get paid. You know, he can, he, you can get him for less and he'll be a good weapon for your offense. Yeah, I mean, pair pair
0: him as a Jags fan, like pair him up with Marvin Jones and then, you know, maybe spend like a top pick in the draft. And like, we instantly have a, you know, much, you know, much, you know, they, can, they can still use LaVisca Chennault for those Jets and stuff. Make him a running back. Um, yeah. Can, <laughs> they can, they they turn him into like, the uh, next Cordero Patterson.
2: Poor yeah.
0: Devo Samuel, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right. So, Connor, uh, who
2: do you have is underrated? So I have someone who actually for this position group, I don't think we have any of this position group in our official picks when I was looking at the um, free agents to do this. Because I pretty much just kind of took like the top kind of 36, top 40 or so free agents, um, according to most websites. But I didn't see any running backs in the top 40, which for understandable reasons, you know, the guys were mentioning it that they're kind of like the dime a dozen uh, positions at this point. You know, you can get them for pretty easy. You can get them later in the draft, but the guy that I have is underrated is Leonard Fournette, and I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about him when it comes to free agency because you know maybe they just think that and assume that the Bucks are going to be able to bring him back. But he's been really valuable for the Bucks the last couple of seasons, especially in the playoffs on the way to their Super Bowl run. Like he was really a major driving force behind why they were doing so good, you know, other than of course the defense, but you know, he was that piece on their offense that everyone forgot about. Everyone got so caught up in, Oh, Tom Brady. Oh, Mike Evans. Oh, Chris Godwin. Oh, Rob Gronkowski. Like everyone forgot about Leonard Fournette and he really made them pay for it. And he really was able to shine last year as well. The Buccaneers were able to, you know, kind of make him the true number one running back rather than trying to have him split time with Ronald Jones, Um, you know, but also, you know, having him as like that grinder back and then having Giovanni Bernard as the third down back really worked well for them. Um, and he seems like he's gotten over his injury problems. I was not the biggest fan of Leonard Fournette when he was in Jacksonville, just because of how often he got hurt. But he seems like he's gotten over that. And I think he's going to be a really good addition for a team who you know, just needs a running back and running backs can come cheap. So I think Leonard Fournette would be a nice addition for any team who's just looking for a running back. You know, I know the Cardinals might be looking for one because who knows, I don't think they're going to end up bringing James Conner back or, um, you know, some other teams that might need a running back in their stable, you know, bring him in. He's still young as well. I think a lot of people forget he's still pretty young. So it's not like he's going to be, you know, he won't set the world on fire, but he'll be a good, solid running back for you.
0: Yeah, I, I'm definitely curious about him to see, like, what kind of, you know, what kind of money he gets, you know. Zach, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to talk about Fournette as, like, it, for any teams that are going to sign him, I think to maximize him, you kind of got to make him the bell cow. You know, you can have a pass catching, like a Bernard third down guy. But, um, he's one of those guys that, you know, gets better with more carries. And that's that's really what I think made him better last year is Tampa made him the the for sure number one. It wasn't like he was splitting time or anything. He's the kind of running back that needs carries and gets better as the game goes on, physical, bruising. He looks for contact, you know, kind of like Derrick Henry does. Um, so I think for a team that does sign him, it, it shouldn't be a team, you know, to sign him as like a 1B or something. It needs to be Turning a team. Back by that, committee. Like yeah, it needs to be like a like a team like the Cardinals that like they have nobody now, like Edmonds, um Connor, free agent, you know, you don't really have anything. That's a type of team that really should be signed to
0: Yeah, I guess to kind of piggyback off that I mean that's probably another thing that like hurt him in Jacksonville because even though in Jacksonville like he was the guy and the bell cow the problem was was that the Jaguars were just playing behind all the time yeah so they're having to constantly throw which limits his carry so if he's not going to if he doesn't end up going back to Tampa he might want to you know really think about that like you know might he might want to you know try to go to a contender or a team that has a really good line or something like that like you know, even if it means maybe taking a little less money or something, it could, you know, help his value in the long term. So uh, and for my choice, I'm going with uh, Darius Williams of the Rams uh, going with a cornerback here, uh, obviously, with all the big names that uh, kind of like what Connor talked about with the Bucks and Fournette. You know, the Rams have so many big names on defense. So I feel like between Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Ramsey, like people, you know, don't talk about him. but yeah he's a pretty he's a pretty solid player, and there's also a lot of cornerbacks in this free agency market as well and I feel like because of that like nobody's talking about him and I feel like just since there are a lot of corners that he's he's probably not gonna get like a top contract or anything, so whether he stays with the Rams or goes somewhere else like I think somebody's gonna get a good value in him so uh, we'll definitely see. Hopefully, with that. it's the Steelers. It, Con- Connor will like that. Connor says any cornerback available go to the Steelers. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> not any, know. not maybe not the,
2: Eli Apple but, or something if he's out there. I like, mean, there's a, there might be another cu- couple guys on here, but definitely I'd be happy with Darius Williams. Yeah, yeah, he he, I think he will be. I think he's going to be good wherever he goes, and you
0: know, if Jackson brings him in, I won't be upset about it. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so let's get, yeah, let's get two of these three underrated guys, uh, into Jacksonville that we talked about. So, um, all right. So next, the third topic we're going to talk about, was going to be biggest bust potential. So I know this kind of sounds like biggest overpay, but the difference is it's not necessarily just like who's going to make a lot of money and not, uh, you know, necessarily perform to that money. This is just a player like who we think, like. No matter where they go, no matter how much money they make, that you know, there's a really good chance that they're just going to bust out and not be any good. So, uh, I'll start with mine. I'm I'm going kind of similar to my biggest overpay, but I'm going to go with Taron Armstead, the uh, offensive tackle. I just think he's I just think he's too injury prone. I think he's getting too old now. I while he you know he is considered one of the top free agents available, I really think it's going to be, like, a boomer bust type of thing with him, no matter where he goes. I mean, he does have the potential to still have a really you know good season or two left and everything, but I just kind of think he's, like, getting to where he's past that point, and I just don't know if I trust him, and I feel like I have him going to the Bengals on the slides. I I feel like some team that's just really – offensive line needy team is going to sign him but I feel like they're going to end up regretting it so I don't know if you guys if you like agree or disagree with that or if you have any other takes on Taron Armstead what do y'all think
1: yeah I, I would I, have
2: I oh I was
1: yeah, gonna... go, yeah oh. go ahead
2: Zach you were talking yeah go
1: ahead <laughs> okay yeah I'll quickly uh agree with you Eric I think boomer bust is a good way to put it um with free agents, injury history is a big deal, and his is you know very inconsistent with his injuries so i I do think also being on that saints offensive line like that's another thing too he's leaving that familiarity that comfort if if he goes out to another team um and also too left tackles are gonna get paid a lot of money because there's not many good tackle like there's so many good wide receivers and running backs around the league but like left tackles there's really not that many good ones so there's a lot of teams that are going to need him it's going to be a war. more could be record-setting deals you know um so i i definitely think he is going to end up getting to be biggest bust and connor what were you going to say
2: I was going to disagree, actually, because I think the thing with him is like, yeah, he has an inconsistent injury history, but kind of the same as Leonard Fournette. It seems like he's really gotten over that. You know, his last major injury was 2017. And after that last major injury, he was a Pro Bowler for three straight years. You know, he wasn't a Pro Bowler last year, but, you know, three straight years of a Pro Bowl. And the other thing with offensive tackles, too, I think we've seen this. It's something that I don't think a lot of people would have expected, but it's something that we've seen a lot recently is that there's a lot of these offensive tackles that can play really well into their mid and late thirties. And he's just now entering his thirties. So I think it's really too early to say he's getting past that point because, you know, if you look at a guy, you know, not saying he's on the same level as Trent Williams, but Trent Williams is in his late thirties and he's still probably the best offensive tackle in football right now. So I disagree that he's getting past his prime. You know, he's not like a running back. Like this is the time when like running backs and edge rushers and stuff like that start to regress. But you know, it seems like offensive tackles these days just get better as they age. So I think Taron Armstead's going to be a really big key for success for whoever picks him up.
0: But we'll yeah, we'll see. I have to agree to disagree on that one, but it's going to be uh, he's definitely going to be one of the most sought after for sure. So. That'll be a storyline we're uh, you know going with, but uh, Zach, I'll go to you next. Uh, oh yeah, if you get if you're on YouTube now, you're seeing where I've started. To have <laughs> the Slides not filled in. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Zach, who's your biggest bust?
1: My biggest bust is going to be Randy Gregory, currently uh, with the Cowboys. I think if he doesn't come back to the Cowboys on kind of like a team friendly deal, uh, if he if a team just out of desperation pays him the bag. I think it's going to be a big bus. I think production wise, even if he does go back to the Cowboys, I think we've seen his best already. I think it's all downhill for him. Um, it's one of those situations where, you know, he was away from football for a little bit and then the Cowboys kind of like gave him a chance and it's worked out well for him, but I just don't think it's going to work out on another team. Um, Kind of like the, I, I really like the fit with the Cowboys. But if he goes somewhere else, it's just not going to work. And if he does go somewhere else, it's going to be for a lot of money. So um, because that position is in such demand, I think he's going to be uh, a bust. Do you agree with me there, Eric? Yeah, I I, I agree a hundred percent.
0: I I have him staying with the Cowboys on the slides as well, and I I think he needs to stay there, but. I, you know, because he's had a lot of issues with, uh, you know, like drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And it, you know, he's had, you know, multiple suspensions and things like that. And for whatever reason, though, like since he came back to Dallas, like he seemed to have been able to keep it under control. But I don't know. I feel like I could see that changing if he goes to another team and, you know, chases the bag. And, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like if he wants to continue to have a productive career, he should stay in Dallas. But. I could definitely see see him being a big bust if he goes to another team. So, um, so Connor, do you agree with us on this one or do you disagree on like with Taron Armstead? How do you feel about Randy Gregory?
2: Yeah, I would have to agree with you on Gregory. Like, I definitely think he's benefited from being around a lot of other talent in Dallas, you know. He is playing. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence isn't the greatest in the world, but he's still playing next to him, playing next to Micah Parsons, who really came out of nowhere. No one like everyone thought he'd be good, but no one thought he'd be as good as he was. So when you're playing on a stacked defense like that, unless you're just an absolute true superstar like TJ Watt or someone like that, it's really hard to imagine you going somewhere that's maybe not as stacked. Like I have him going to the Jets in free agency. And like, I just feel like if he goes there or anywhere else that doesn't really have another established edge rusher beside him, he's going to really fail. So kind of like what happened with uh, Bud Dupree in Tennessee, like, you know, I was really happy the that the Titans overpaid for him and the Steelers didn't because I knew like without him playing next to TJ Watt, he wasn't going to be nearly as good as he was in Pittsburgh. So that's how I feel about Randy Gregory. And as a
0: Jags fan, Zach and I can agree with you that we also like the Bud Dupree to the Titans signing last year.
2: So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Titans? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Connor, we haven't uh, heard your biggest bust yet. Who do you have here?
2: So, my biggest bust is going to be uh, actually Stefan Gilmore, you know, talking about corners that I don't want going to the Steelers. Um, just because I feel like for him, I do think, you know, with him we really – do have seen his best years you know he kind of floated around last year like the Patriots didn't really want him so then he went to Carolina and you know he was okay but again Carolina is another one of those teams that has a stacked defense on them so um, you know it's really kind of easy to kind of slip back into the shadows and it doesn't have to be the same as he was in New England but you know I think it really says something that you know Two seasons ago, he was Defensive Player of the Year, and the fact that the Patriots didn't want to bring him back really kind of speaks to that I think he's really past where he should be. But there definitely are going to be teams that think he's going to be, you know, this really good cornerback, this number one cornerback for them since he was Defensive Player of the Year two years ago. So um, in my slides, I have him going to the Colts. You know, the Colts are pretty desperate for some defensive back help. So I think they're probably going to pay him a good amount of money, and he's just going to... He's gonna look like Jalen. I don't I don't know if it'll look this bad, but he'll look similar to how Jalen Ramsey looked in the Super Bowl against the Bengals. And, you know, it's just gonna be one of those where he's probably gonna be out of Indy or wherever he signs by the next season.
0: Connor, you were just speaking to me and Zach in this episode, man. The <laughs> the Colts overpaying for A Rob, reminding us of Bud Dupree last year, now hoping Stefan Gilmore goes to goes to the Colts and busts like. Keep this up, dude. I'm just saying, okay. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, where's where, where's y'all, like, talking about the Bengals and Ravens? Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, well, I have
0: Taron Armstead going to the Bengals. I forgot to mention that. And I have him as Biggest Bus Potential. So, see, I'm, I'm
2: helping you the uh, out. Well, there, yeah. there you go. So, I, yeah, I, think, I think Zach has Brandon Scherf going to the Bengals. So, you know, there we go. I know he didn't pick him for uh, overpaid, but...
0: And you, you might like one of my other ones coming up too. So you know, we we've got you, bro. We got you. We're not, <laughs> we're, not, we're not we're not leaving you out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then speaking of uh, things that our like fellow podcasters will like, our next topic. Uh, I Nate might like my answer here. We'll have to see. But uh, the fourth topic is so kind of complicated to word it, but basically a player that a team should not let leave. So basically, like, if a guy leaves a team and that team is going to end up regretting it, um, that's, like, I guess the best way I can think of to word it. But um, I'll go first here, and I think the New England Patriots should make sure J.C. Jackson does not leave. It seems like he's going to, from what I'm hearing. Uh, The Patriots opted not to franchise tag him. Uh, I don't know if this if they're viewing this as another potential Stefan Gilmore situation, like uh, Connor was talking about, or maybe if because of all the money they spent free agency last year, if they don't have the cap room to bring him back, because he is going to command a lot
2: of mm, money. Cap's back. fake.
0: Yeah. Well, you know,
2: it's, <laughs> it's
1: technically a thing, you know?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Man, what was the one I saw earlier? Like when I was researching, I think I saw something about like the Saints, trying to bring in somebody that was like a big name that was going to cost a lot of money, probably. And I'm like, if there's any team that should not be able to bring in anybody at all, unless it's like a veterans minimum kind of thing, it's the Saints. <laughs> like how they're well, talking. Well, I don't it was if this... it was like Bobby Wagner or Devondre Campbell or somebody like that. And they're like, Oh yeah, the Saints should
2: bring him in. I think they can do it. And I'm like, how? <laughs> well, there was, it was the same thing last year with the Saints when they were like, a hundred million dollars under the cap, and they still manage to tag Marcus Williams. It's like, how can you tag someone when you're a hundred million dollars under the cap? Like, that's, yeah, there, there's
0: cap, no, there's no luxury their, tax, you know? Like,
2: <laughs> cap is destroyed
1: for the next decade because they push their money back. So, like, they're gonna be there's gonna be people in like the 2025 cap that's like their salaries getting paid this year. So, they're they, I think that's oh. why Sean Payton. Left. They're 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 they've got this extended way out, and they hope the cap goes up a lot. That's what they're hoping for.
0: They're just in doing like the United States government and printing trillion yeah. dollars every year. <laughs> like, we're already,
1: we're already <laughs> 10, that's a perfect
0: dollars in debt. What's another two trillion? You know, it's pretty, sure trillion. Actually,
2: pretty sure we're actually we're actually twenty trillion dollars. Oh yeah, that.
0: it's yeah, it's gotten worse. Oh, but...
2: I know, I know the guy. I just found the guy who you were talking about that the Saints should bring in. It was Deshaun Watson. No, it
0: wasn't him. It was, it wasn't Bill oh. Trade. It was that it was would somebody that'd that
2: be ridiculous. <laughs> it was yeah, somebody no.
0: it was somebody they should sign,
2: but I don't know. Oh no, this this it. this was like they were it was something with uh Deshaun Watson basically said yeah rap reported he said oh the Saints and Panthers have made offers. One, yes the hashtag Saints can fit him under the cap. How? <laughs> like <laughs> Well, you know, like
0: Zach said, they've already been pushing it back to, like, 2027, so just 2028, you know? Like, just <laughs> keep doing this till the next century, you know? They'll be fine. You know, by the time it actually affects them, like, everybody in management will be dead, and it won't be their problem. Them, so, <laughs> anyway, I don't know where I got off going on all that, but anyway, so I was talking about J.C. Jackson, but – um I mean, do you guys, I know, obviously, like, y'all pick different people than me, but do you think it's really important for the Patriots to keep him? I mean, because I've been hearing rumors about, like, other people the Patriots might try to bring in at different positions. I just feel like he's more important than, like, you know, some of these other players that are rumored you know, to be linked to them. But uh, what do you guys think about him? I'll let I'll let, uh, let Connor go first.
2: Yeah, I was pretty surprised when I found out that they weren't really planning on tagging him, because I thought... You know, when the franchise tag deadline was coming up, they have all those players like, oh, these guys are, you know, virtual locks to be tagged. And these guys are, you know, could be either way. And these guys, they probably won't. Like he was under the virtually locked in my mind for getting tagged by the Patriots. And when they decided not to, I was like, wow. So does this mean that, you know, he's going to they're going to just try and work out a deal with him before free agency? But that doesn't look like it's going to happen because, I mean, Free agency doesn't officially start until Wednesday, but everyone can start, or Wednesday or Thursday, but teams can actually just start talking to players tomorrow. Um, well, we're, we're, this will be going up on Monday. We're recording this on Sunday, but teams can start talking on Monday. So I don't know. So clearly that's not the case. So it's shocking to me why they would because I do think he's a really valuable piece of that defense. Um, so it surprises me that he's. they're probably going to let him go.
1: Yeah, Zach, do you feel any differently,
0: or how do you feel?
2: Initially,
1: this is how I was thinking. We kind of – Connor and I kind of talked about it in last week's episode, but I feel also at the same time, it's almost classic Bill Belichick because he's always – like, the way he's always approached the agency is unless I have a absolute glaring need, like, been trying this forever, hasn't worked, like, tight ends – You know, when they brought in those tight ends, he paid a premium dollar for that. But I feel like the way he views J.C. Jackson is like a system fit. It's like, okay, we're not going to pay him as much as he wants because he wants, you know, number one corner in the league type money. That's really what he wants. And I think Bill feels, all right, he's not worth it because we can get someone, you know, I think he was undrafted. So I think Bill... He was undrafted, as that what you said. Yeah, he yeah he was. Yeah, so I think I think in their minds, um, they are already trying to figure out replacements for him, and they they think they can move on from him and be okay. And yeah, I mean, they've I mean, got, yeah, go ahead. They've got, they've, they've got you know, if there's anybody I trust, you know, to make a decision like that, it's Belichick because the, the results that the Patriots have had. But so. Uh, I, that does make me a little wondering. I still think he'll be good outside the Patriots, though. But yeah,
0: I uh, yeah, I guess because they've done this. obviously, they recently did it with Stefan Gilmore, and they did it with Malcolm Butler before. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting here. But um, Zach, I'll let you go next. Like, which team has a player on their team that's probably has a possibility of leaving that they're going to regret it if they do? <laughs>
1: All right, for me, I'm going with Tyron Matthew on the Chiefs here. I think the Chiefs' Super Bowl window is still open, Um, and the defense is, you know, their biggest weakness. But Matthew, not only from, you know, a physical aspect, what he does on the field, his leadership for the defense, all the intangibles he brings, he really is like a vocal leader. he's not going to be replaceable. It's not like a guy where you, even if they do bring in another safety and he puts up similar interceptions and stuff, like his impact won't be as good as Tyron's impact has been. I mean, the chiefs he's been one of their most underrated and valuable players on the team. So if, if they let him walk, especially in this loaded AFC West with all these good quarterbacks and stuff, that's another reason to, to try and keep him. But I, you know, cap wise, I know they've, they spent a lot of money on the O-line and stuff. So you you have to make hard decisions. But for me, he's a guy, like I would try everything, get him to come back.
2: Well,
0: they should just do what the saints are doing, you know, and just roll (laughs) over. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that too. I mean, he's a big, he's been a big part of them and I think he wants to, but you know, like Connor said earlier, you know, money talks, and if he gets a better opportunity, I won't be surprised if he takes it. So he's definitely not going to come back on, like, a team-friendly deal or anything. Um, Connor, who do you have? Like, who should a team not let walk?
2: Yeah, so I have another defensive player. It's going to be Vaughn Miller with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Von Miller, he actually released a bit of a cryptic tweet kind of, Ooh, lurking to the pine. well, just kind of hearkening to the fact that it seemed like he wanted to go back to Denver. um He kind of said like he did like five two eight zero, like the you know mile high sort of thing. Like I'm kind of missing those vibes. So um who knows if he's thinking about going back to Denver or not? You know, obviously Denver could use him because they've got you know now they have Russell Wilson and could possibly have a good season, but I definitely think it's important for the Rams to bring him back. We saw how valuable he was to them in the playoffs. You know, he's still got it. He's still really good. He's a natural leader. You know, he can be another voice on that defense beside Aaron Donald that can really bring the team together. Cause You know their other big defensive star, Jalen Ramsey. He's not going to be leading anyone. Like he's a hothead. I don't think anyone's really going to listen to him if he tries to be a speak up and be a leader. So they need another leader on that defense. Von Miller can be that. Also, I think they could probably get him back for a little bit less than maybe some other team like what his value would have been before or what they were paying him last season. So that could also be a good thing and. Also for the Rams, you know, at this point for them, you know, they won last year. The championship window for them is still open, and it's one of those things that if they want to have any hope of getting back to the Super Bowl and winning it again before, you know, like Stafford has passed his prime and Aaron Donald gets too old and decides to retire, you know, if they want any hope of that, they need to do all they can in the next year or two, and bringing Von Miller back, I think, is the first step of that, so I'm going with him. I don't know i'll let the if you guys agree with that or not. I'll let Zach respond. yeah, to me, I'm gonna say no
1: just because I think if they don't bring him back, but let's say they sign like a Bobby Wagner, I think that's a one for one. you know, so it's like if they end up not if they end up not bringing him back and not getting any you know big time guys on defense. I think then, yeah, it's going to be a mistake and it's something they should really try and bring back. But if they're able to bring in somebody else, like, a, even though they don't play the same position, but, like, Bobby Wagner is, you know, a guy I'm thinking of, yeah. then it's like, okay, I can justify losing Bob. Uh Eric, do you, what do you think, though? Yeah, I, I think
0: it's important, too, just because of the draft capital that they spent to get him. I mean, and obviously you know, it was worth it because they did win the Super Bowl. But at the same time, you don't want to give up, like, a second and third round pick like they did and then just immediately lose the player that they, you know, used to get with those picks. So I, I do think the Rams are going to do everything they can to get him. Uh And I, I agree with Connor. I think, I think it's a mistake. Like, he has, you know, he brought a, you know, extra impact on that defense and you know it, it's important for him to be there I think so I can definitely I can definitely see Connor's point there so uh, we will move on to the final topic this is the kind of silly topic I alluded to so I'll
2: go back to this slide for it <laughs>
0: yeah go yeah go back um, so we every year since we've been a podcast uh, this man on the YouTube screen uh, second from the top has been a free agency or it has been a part of free agency every single year since clutch crew sports has existed. And every year we've tried to predict where he was going to go. And every year we've all gotten it wrong. So
2: Uh, that's (laughs) not true. Actually, when he went to the Titans, we got it right.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. I guess I forgot about that one. We did get it right, but still he's on the carousel again. And you know, we got, you know, we got it wrong with the, uh, we, like, I know, like, the in the past, we've thought he was going to go to, yeah, we didn't get the Browns right last year. We, uh, we thought he was, a lot of us thought he was going to go to the Giants, uh, you know, the one year, but then he went to the, you know, he went to a different team. I don't know. He's been all over the place. So, um, <laughs> just, so I just kind of thought it'd be kind of fun to see, like, if we can guess where he's going to go, will any of us get it right this year? And so for me, I'm taking the safe route, and I tend to do this in different prediction things that we do. The guys will definitely tell Eric's you it's
2: the chalk master.
0: But I'm taking the safe route, and I'm saying that he stays in Cleveland. And since he's left teams every year, that might not necessarily be the safe route. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, I, but the reason why usually, if you're you know, if you want to like probably typically if you want to get the most free agent picks, right. If you just take every single one and say, they're going to say, stay on their same team, you'll probably get more than others that say, Oh, they're going to go to a different or this specific team or whatever. You've got better odds, but I am taking the Browns just because he did have a better year last year. Uh, statistically, than you know, he's had in some of his more recent years. And so I think it would be a good fit for him to stay there. I, think if he was you know unless the Browns just like don't make him an offer like I think he should stay there kind of like Connor talked about you know having the benefit of a star player opposite of you you know having Miles Garrett on the opposite side of him really did wonders for him I think I think it would be smart for him to stay there and I've Know this is rumors, so who knows if it's even real. But I've heard Miles Garrett has stated that he wants Clowney to be back, he would love for him to be back. So that's those are some of the reasons why I'm picking Clowney to stay on the Browns. Uh, so that was like the other one I talked about, Connor. You might like, you know, if you want if he stays on the Browns, maybe that would be good for you or for the Steelers. But, um,
2: (laughs) I mean, it, it depends on how much they pay him, honestly. Because if they get him back for cheap, then. Like I still don't think he's that good, but if they get him back for cheap, and it's gonna be no harm done. like I would love if they overpaid for him, but if they do you know... if, if they do like a three year thirty two million dollars yeah, if they give like him that... like if they give him anything other than a one year deal, then I'm gonna laugh, but you know okay. <laughs> that, that's All
1: right, that's, so... that's my thing. If
2: they give him anything other than a one year deal, I'll laugh at it. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Now, Connor, uh,
0: I don't know how Zach and I feel about your pick, but <laughs> where where do you have Jadavian Clowney going for people who are not on YouTube right now?
2: Yeah, so, you know, I've been helping you guys out a lot this episode by pointing out the potential faults of the Colts and the faults of the Titans in the past. But, you know, even though he had the incident where, you know, the Jaguars fans send him trash cans. I'm still going to say that Jadevian Clowney is going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars just because I feel like with the insane and horrible decisions that Trent Balky tends to make, Balky is probably going to do something where he's going to, This, I mean, he could have been a, ca- a contender for uh, biggest overpay, but I knew we were going to be talking about him anyway, so I didn't want to include him there. I just have a feeling that, you know, the Jaguars have a lot of cap space, they could probably do something where they overpay for him. Like they give him a one year, like 15 or $16 million deal or something. Oh my God, dude.
0: (laughs) I've been on your side this whole episode and then you just have to do me dirty like this at the end.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's hard for me to get away from Trent Balky and his horrible decisions. So I'm sure you guys are, uh, very aware of that as well. So I know I, 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 I know I
0: I will say, uh, Zach informed me of something smart he did earlier, so I think maybe he's going to turn it around because the Jaguars released Carlos Hyde earlier. So, Oh, whoa. <laughs> which was pretty smart. So may- maybe I mean,
2: he's coming to a census finally. Maybe, but, you know, I know, Zach, uh, on the last episode, Zach said the first thing that Trent balky should do when deciding whether to tag Cam Robinson <laughs> or DJ Chark was to resign, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Eric, when you listen to that, did you laugh at that? (laughs) Oh, of course I did.
0: I, I, uh, well, Connor may have alluded to it before I listened to it, but at the same time, like even though I knew it was coming, I still laughed because I, I feel the exact same way. Like, oh God, I just, I wish he would leave town. But (laughs) But yeah, yeah. So, thoughts on, uh, your thoughts on Jadavion Clowney potentially signing
1: with the Jags? So I've got him going to the Bills. Uh, A little bit different than you guys, unconventional. I went ahead and did a bracket style coin toss with every team in the league, and the Bills won. (laughs) No, uh, you didn't,
0: dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eric's calling me out. Uh, He doesn't know, but I've got coins. You know, I was doing a lot of. You know, <laughs> your Tails. Okay, that, okay,
2: so so what would have happened if say like the Saints came up would in that bracket, would you have still picked the Saints? Like that they would have found a way to bring him in too. <laughs> the see the the Saints
1: got odds stacked against them. So for the Saints to win the Hedger Tails, they would have had to win two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect this segment to go in this no, no. <laughs> t- side. It's just so hard to predict this guy because it's, it's so random every year. Um, three teams in the past three years something like that. It's, it's, I think it, the bills make sense for him to go to a, a good team like that and kind of, you know, fit on a already, you know, stacked defensive line. So um, from a football aspect, I think it makes sense for him to go to the bills. Um, But I would not bet any amount of money on that. I'll bet five cents he stays with crowns.
0: I
2: will bet a ham sandwich that he goes to the Jaguars.
0: Ooh, Connor's stepping it up. That's worth more than a nickel.
2: (laughs) It is. It's probably worth
0: like three dollars. Zach, are are you up in the ante on the ham sandwich?
1: Let's see. What do I do? I will bet a uh, a shout out to some random person on next week's episode of the podcast. Okay,
0: here's here's what we'll do then with that. So drop a comment below where Jadavion Clowney will land, and if you get it right, Zach will shout you out next episode. Yes, yes. well there you go. As
2: long, as long as he gets signed before that, because we never know with this yeah, guy. You so can't, you
0: can't you can't say it. Uh, well, yeah, sure. He it might be six weeks before he gets signed, but. But, you know, you can't leave – you also can't leave your comment after he gets signed and be like, oh, yeah, he's going to X, Y, Z. Like, no, you got to comment before he signs. Uh, so if you do that, Zach will give you a shout-out
2: whenever he gets signed.
0: So uh, it's going to be the Browns, so Zach will but, have but, to but shout if it's out. That, but
2: we'll also say if it's not the, bill, if it's the Bills, then Zach doesn't have to give any shout-out. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Well, somebody could
0: comment below, I guess, that they agree that they think he'll go to the Bills. But, you know – who knows man this is just what a wild segment right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess uh any final thoughts guys before we wrap this up i'll open the floor to either of you
1: um yeah this, this is a fun time for all fans i think it's you know kind of like the draft spread out a little bit longer uh but it's still exciting you know teams feel like they're getting better in free agency All these bad teams with a lot of cap space can sign a bunch of big names and stuff. So I think this is a fun time for an NFL fan. You've seen all the news and the trades and everything going on with with the past week. So, I mean, the NFL is doing its best to stay in the news pretty much every day, no matter what's going on. Uh, So it's just a good time to be an NFL fan.
2: Connor, yeah, any final thoughts for you? Yeah, I will definitely, uh, you know, I have my Twitter notifications on, so I'm sure I'll be getting lots of uh, things from Shefty and Rap on where players are going uh, once the, you know, unofficial negotiation period starts. So um, definitely an interesting time to be a football fan for sure.
0: Yeah, I know Zach and I are always grateful for Connor because Connor's like basically our Adam Schefter. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be at work and then I'll get like six notifications. Like, this guy's going here. This guy got traded here. This guy is staying with this team. Tom like, Brady, so I,
2: unretired. Yeah, I got yeah. that
0: alert earlier. Like, I was like, I, I heard it first from Connor. I didn't hear it first from Schefter yeah, that- or Rappaport. I heard it from Connor first. So like, <laughs> Connor's really good at this stuff. So
2: maybe uh, I have a future as an NFL, uh, as like an NFL insider. Yeah, yeah
0: follow, follow Mr. C Dog fifty four on Twitter if you want to like get all the updates because Connor Connor's good at this stuff. So, um, and then just for me, I guess like th- like I agree with Zach about it being an exciting time. Just because football off season is so long, like we you wait so long for between the end of the Super Bowl to even the when the preseason starts with football having the longest off So, this is a nice exciting thing that happens in between where you still feel like you're getting your football fix, even though it's not the same, it's still something at least. So um, I hope you guys enjoy the episode, like the video. If you did, you know, like, so leave your comments, like let us know where you think clowny is going to go. Like, let us know what you agreed with, disagreed with throughout the episode. Like, we'd love to hear from y'all. Like, you know, we put a lot of work into these episodes. So any feedback we get, you know, we'd love to hear it. Um, So with that being said, though, hope you have a great rest of your day.
1: And peace. Bye. And remember, be clutch.